Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today on Two Black Guys with Good Credit, we dug into the crates for a classic episode. We hope you enjoy it. Fast food is killing us, but healthy food is killing our wallets. It's damn expensive to eat healthy. This week on Two Black Guys with Good Credit, we are talking about the cost of eating healthy. Is it worth it? And if it is, how can we do it without breaking our wallets? Two Black Guys Sean, why are we discussing the cost of chicken this week? Arlington, healthy eating, is it worth it? And if it is, what's the cost? I tried an all-healthy diet, and it broke my all-healthy wallet. Let's talk about how I can hustle this healthy eating, and as I love to do, keep my money in my pocket. Let's just get this show started. Okay, sounds good. But I know I saw your car backing up from a McDonald's the other day. Stay tuned, two black guys with good credit. We're talking healthy eating. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. You know we're the show for the financially knowledgeable and the financially curious. So as we promised, we have a special guest in studio today, Miss Letary Hughes. Letary, tell the people a little something about yourself. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm Letary Hughes. I'm an organic and natural food broker. Ah. And what that is that like a stockbroker for food? Basically, kind of. Um, well, I represent brands and individuals that have companies that feature organic and natural products to the marketplace. So we're kind of like the agents for natural and organic brands. Okay, cool. Dion, let's get it rolling by giving us a little history on the beginning of organic food. Yes, sir. Well, does anybody remember when organic became this buzzword? 
there actually is a really great article that that gets into this, you know, this very thing. Because when you think about the concept of organic, you know, this is nothing really new. You know, before the introduction of chemicals into agriculture, everything was organic, right? When you think about it. True. So, true was, but unfortunately, things did change about the in the 1920s during the Second World War. It was basically when they started, you know, designing nerve gas and realized it was also capable of killing insects. Yeah, no, definitely. That's true. Around the same time when uh, farm workers started using bandanas and covering their skin, mm-hmm. wearing long sleeve shirts, even when they're out in the really hot sun, because of the chemicals they were using. And they found that a, a lot of them started getting sick. Interestingly enough, at the same time in Europe, the organic movement was actually really taking hold. It, did, it wasn't until about the 60s, 70s, during that whole be natural era, the green movement, that um, it really took hold over here. There was a time where you had to seek healthy food. You had to go to the health food store. That was in the 70s, 90s, no, 70s, 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. But then eventually, you know, they started to hit the, cor- the corners of the supermarkets in about the 90s. And it became big business. You may uh, be familiar with Whole Foods. They definitely yes. led the way. Um, by 2002, organic foods were available in about 20,000 natural food stores, 73% of conventional grocery stores in the United States. When Whole Foods got in the game, there were half a dozen. So it just goes to show you how far we've come. That is so crazy, because I always remember my Uncle Jim in Toronto back in like the mid-70s, he got free farmland that the uh, Toronto International Airport was giving out, and he started farming his own food, and he had been eating, by that point, health food, which was what it was called. It was just called health food, and he'd eat all these like weird brown rices and beans, and he'd talk about soy products, and he talked about how food was being farmed. And we were like, Uncle Jim is brilliant, but he's off his rocker on this point. But maybe, you know, old school... Now I look back, he was really way ahead of his curve. Oh, he's before his he time. To something. Yeah, people in, you know, he was Caribbean. So when he came to North America, he saw the differences. Yeah, Arlington, it's like, it's like my grandmother in Barbados. I mean, the, the gap or the, the alley or whatever you guys call it here, the road that she lived down, we had um, pi- peach trees, banana trees, mango trees, coconut trees, lime trees, cherries. And, you know, as children, we just ate, pick, climb fruit trees all day and pick, I guess, organic fruit all day long without even thinking about it. And now, you know, unfortunately, all those trees are gone. And, I, and I, you're not going to believe what they have been replaced with, but they are gone and they're replaced with, you know, a strip club. Make it and, rain. Uh, oh, hey, make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're replaced with a strip club. And the kids nowadays, when I go to Barbados, they're, you know, they're, their form of treating is going to the store and getting, you know, processed foods, chips, soda, you know, going to the fast food restaurants. Nobody's right. climbing trees and picking fruit anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, look, before we go too far down the road, Terry, can you define for us organic? What does organic actually mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Sean's grandmother's mango tree might have been close to it. But if you haven't used any chemicals or pesticides in the soil for at least five years and you don't use it directly on the tree, the fruit or the plant then that can be certified as organic. Okay, okay, got it. So it's using no synthetic pesticides, no fertilizers, no irrigation and industrial solvents or chemicals. 
Well, you can use, there's some types of natural fertilizers that you can use, but as far as solvents and chemicals and synthetics, yes. Now, is there a difference between natural and organic? There's a big difference between natural and organic, and it's really come to the forefront now. A lot of products and cereals that are labeled as natural can contain high degrees of sugar. Um, They're using high fructose syrup and things like that. Okay, Sean's grandmother's mango tree, natural or organic? Well, did they leave the soil free? Hey, 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 be careful what you say. Yes, granny (laughs) used soil free. Okay, let me explain. You know, I ate. Did you say your grandmother's tree was soil free? She had all the right soil. She was organic. Don't say anything. Yes, it was all organic. I ate through the bugs, you know, (laughs) saw the wormholes in the apples and so forth. So I know if the bugs like it, it had to be organic because I don't know how days you get this shiny red apple, shiny green apple. If the bugs are saying no to it, then I am saying no to it. And when I (laughs) ate fruits in Barbados, you had to fight with the flies and you had to fight with the worms. So they were all organic. That's actually good. No, your grandma's mango tree is right on point then. It is organic. And the Thank bugs you. are just protein. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Don't talk about his grandma, okay, Arlington? <laughs> <laughs> I won't. But what I will say is that studies have shown that it costs about an extra dollar fifty a day for a family to eat healthy. And by eating healthy, what they're suggesting is diets that are high in fruits, nuts, Um, vegetables, and these types of healthy living choices, but it equates to about $5.50 a year per person. For a family of four, if I may jump in, that's actually more than $2,000 when you think about it. Yeah, that's that's pricey. It is. No, 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 there's no doubt about it. Eating healthy, organic, and and, uh, non-GMO free is definitely more expensive. Leterry, before you go too far, you mentioned a term non-GMO, just for our audience. If you could just define that for them. Certainly. A GMO is a genetically modified organism. So non-GMOs would be plants, fruits, vegetables that are grown without the assist of genetically modified organisms. Okay. Give me an example. Like what? Yeah, so corn corn, sugar, beets are three of the most genetically modified Plants. What about when they say, what if they say pure cane sugar? What does that mean? Pure cane sugar? Is that modified or what? Probably pure cane sugar. It's just a marketing term. It has nothing to do with the actual growth and, and processing of the sugar. And, and one more question. I know we're going a little off topic here, but white sugar, brown sugar, like, is there a difference, you know, or is it all the same? Well, probably brown sugar is less processed and less modified. So that's why a lot of people tend to lean toward brown sugar more often. You know, that's why this whole vegetarian thing, I think it's so challenging. I mean, I was a vegetarian for a year and a half. I tried it. I tried to give up everything and eat right. And I found myself becoming a a junk food vegetarian because it was just hard to find the right things. And every time you thought you were eating the right things, it was the wrong thing. You know, I have a friend who's a vegetarian. I won't call out his name, but he's like eight months pregnant. All he does is eat. Oh, you know, <laughs> All he does is eat crackers and cheese all day long. You go to his house; they're sitting right on his stomach, right? And he's eating crackers and cheese, and he claims to be a vegetarian. I was like, "You might as well eat Big Mac and French fries," because I don't understand the point of you being a vegetarian and you're eating cheese and crackers all day long. No, I totally agree with you, Sean. Because for the last little while, I've been trying really focused on eating healthy, and I'm finding I'm not a vegetarian. I have no interest in that, but just trying to eat healthy, I'm paying like $15 for lunch 
And then I'm in places where it actually... $15? 15 for lunch? That's crazy. And I'm in areas through work... For one rib? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Trying to find one grass-fed rib is tough. (laughs) One rib that you don't know where the hell it came from is abundant. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm in places where it actually becomes a chore to actually find the good food to then pay three times as much. So the question becomes, Letary... Why is healthy food so expensive? Some of it is branding. Some of it is, some of it, it is marketing. But a, it costs more to raise natural hormone-free meat. It costs more to grow organic and natural plants. When you have to churn your fields or leave a field fallow, which... Fallow, is that like shallow? No. <laughs> Just, it means leaving it alone. You have to leave it alone for an allotted amount of time to allow any chemicals, processings to to filter out through natural process, through rain, erosion, and things like that. So your crops aren't as abundant, and you're moving field to field to allow for organic. And also, tending with natural, quote-unquote, pesticides, natural things, requires a lot more attention and maintenance. Right, I got you. I mean, listen, when I was was a vegetarian for for a year and a half, before we'd have pizza night every Friday, and it cost me about... $11 $11 for a whole pizza. Now, I mean, sorry, about $5 for, for a couple slices of pizza for my kids. Now those slices, on vegan slices, were like $10. You know, potato chips, which I love, where I was paying $2 for, I'm paying $5 for, you know. And, and, and my son that loves macaroni and cheese, I'm like, okay, Ethan, you're going to eat soya macaroni. That went from $3 to $5. Well, it's, you know, you know they, say, me, they say organic food can be up to 50% more expensive than non-organic foods, right? No, definitely true. And the pricing is kind of putting a lot of people out of the market. That's why companies like Whole Foods and even Kroger are starting to develop markets that are have lower costs. Wait, wait, wait. What's Kroger? Kroger is a national grocery chain. It's a conventional grocery chain. A conventional means they carry both uh, primarily things that aren't organic. It's, <laughs> it's a central and west coast chain. Um but specifically, they're addressing, trying to address that issue with markets for Whole Foods like 365. And then Kroger is developing a new low-cost organic market called uh, Main and Vine. And is that with a particular market in mind, or is it really just about income? Well, it's with a particular market in mind, and it's because the leading chains of organic food distributors or retailers are Costco, Target and Kroger, so Costco. those are conventional chains that have seen the the boom and the demand for organic foods, and they're making them accessible. Wow, I cannot believe Costco is leading in the organic food business over um, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Well, it's it's a lot about volume. Yeah, and well, Trader Joe's, from what I hear, they have a they have a special way of doing things different. Everybody, they don't they keep everything really close-knit in-house, you know, all the suppliers are just dealing with them one-on-one and so forth. So they're not really buying from where the masses would buy their stuff, from what I understand about Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is really a great option, and they're doing a lot of things right. Trader Joe's brand, uh, co-packs or co-brands with a lot of mainstream natural brands that you see on the shelves in Whole Foods and different markets. So those Trader, Trader Joe's brands are good choices when they say organic. 
Yeah, I'm hooked. After doing this show and researching, I'm hooked on Trader Joe's. I don't don't know if I'll go back to regular grocery stores again. That's what you say today. Keep it locked to two black guys with good credit. (laughs) Sean's claiming he's an official Trader Joe's guy. He's tattooing it And I I hope Trader Joe's is listening because we need some sponsorship money, Trader Joe's, okay? (laughs) Sean, every week you mention someone in China. I'm kind of begging, man. Kind of loving Look at that. Come on. Can you hook me up? Can you hook me up? We call Dion the lady with the facts because we are a, a high quality show. We can't be begging sponsors, but you can call us. And <laughs> not beg, but just ask, Bridget. But just ask a little, uh, to give a little, little help. <laughs> a little help. All right, keep it locked. Two black guys with good credit. Cost of eating healthy. We'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. NickNightDirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to nicknightdirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of nicknightdirect.com and you have my word. We're talking the cost of eating healthy and things are starting to clear up a little bit, but it's expensive. And even though the studies show that it's a buck fifty extra a day, and yeah, sixty to seventy percent of Americans can afford that, that still leaves thirty to forty percent unable to afford it. So the question becomes, what do we do with that? What do we do to help that thirty to forty percent that can't afford it? Well, Arlington, there I mean, there's a really great article uh, by a woman named Lori Newell, and she really tackles that that subject because uh, there are three major barriers to eating healthy. Cost is one of them, as you mentioned. Lack of time. And just plain confusion that leads to unhealthy choices. You know, people don't even look at the indirect costs. I mean, I live in New York and, you know, unfortunately not all neighborhoods have the same access to healthy eating. And you got to look into indirect costs, like transportation costs to get to get to these points of buying healthy meals. You know, those are things that are and for families that are on tight budgets, it can be expensive because most of them have to maybe take a taxi home, you know, and they may have children to bring there. It's you know, there's a lot of indirect expense that we don't that people don't realize or just getting accessibility to these health foods. 
Very good point. No, I totally agree with that. And so the question, Letary, to you is how do they determine where they put these healthy grocery stores and supermarkets? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And I think it, it varies by region, as we said before, but they do put grocery stores, new grocery stores, Whole Foods, Sprouts, things like that, uh, in areas that have the economic ability to support the, the price on shelf. That is so sad. It is sad. Let me ask you a question, Latir. Do you know any, um, are there any um, companies that you work for that are not for profit? There are some companies that everybody wants to make money. I mean, that's the American way. It's the American way. It's why they're in business. But uh, brands like Newman's Own Organics is completely for charity. They don't take a profit and they let the organization. And the donations that Paul Newman left support the business. So they are completely non-profit uh, brand. Paul Newman's company? Yeah, it's called Newman's Own Organics. Yeah, the salad dressing. The and many, many, bunch many, of other stuff. many items. Yeah. I do support their salad dressing. <laughs> I, listen, I support Paul Newman, but the reality that we have to keep in mind is that it, the food, food is a business. And within the business of food... Um, a lot of these places, as Letary said, they're placed strategically, of course. But in terms of low income, low income food is a business, low income, poor quality food is a business of itself. Over $2 billion of food stamps goes towards buying sugar. Well, Just I, sugar. Wow. I've got a stat so, for you here. So nationally, low income zip codes have 30% more convenience stores. Yeah. Which and tend to have low income you know, neighborhoods. They drink two to three times as many sodas per day as kids in higher income neighborhoods. So this is so the question, Terry, again, I keep I hate saying the question, Terry, but do they just flood the zone of lower income neighborhoods with poor quality food because it's profitable? I mean, the food costs next to nothing to make. Yeah, there, there are two things. One is it requires a lot of education on the part of people to know what they should be buying and why they should be buying it. Because the cost of immediate producing organic, I mean, uh, purchasing organic foods and things like that far outweigh the, the benefits you get from your health. So if you're purchasing organic foods and spending a little bit more, going to some of the channels where organic and natural food is more affordable, at Costco, at Target, at Kroger's, if you have them, and the, the onset of new stores that are coming up that support lower cost organics, like the 365 stores by Whole Foods and the Main and Vine stores that I talked about. There was a, a chain that started specifically to start putting organic markets in underserved markets. It was the Fresh and, Fresh and Easy chain, and it went bust. Why is that? Are th- why are you saying that well, poor I, I, people don't want to eat Let well? me just say this. I, can, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Terry. And I think the problem is, you know, I, I, maybe in inner cities and these poor communities, they're short-sighted because they're living on tight budgets. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. If you look at the totality of your life, if buying healthy food probably outweighs buying junk food, even if the prices are not the same one-to-one, because you may be spending that same money back in, in health care as you get older. Because it says, you know, an, an exactly. average it costs $100 more to buy to eat healthy so if you look at that hundred dollars as just a health premium payment it probably works out 
you know, it probably works out, you know, and I, I agree. But we, in, unfortunately, in poor communities, they can't, they can't think that far down the road. They got to eat for today. Right. No, no, I, I agree. And, and that is true. I mean, Fresh and Easy didn't survive because people didn't support it in the way that they needed to grow. Well, um, I, well and, I'm and sure that it comes down to the to the education. Well, they don't have the. I'm sure they don't have the marketing dollars of a McDonald's or Burger King either. Right. McDonald's or Burger King, Wendy's just flood those markets, so it's hard. They're not competing on the same playing field. It's hard when they're like you know competing with these big chains that have all these fast food stuff you know going on. No, that's absolutely true. And the next big movement is African American. There's a group of African American growers that are pooling their resources to start growing organic and natural plants, vegetables, fruits that they can take specifically to inner city and underserved markets. Dion, do you have a stat about the um, lack of representation in various communities? Yes, sir. There are half as many healthy supermarkets in lower income areas. Half. There's another study, actually, that also states that they found 8% of African-Americans live in an area with a healthy supermarket versus 31% in a white neighborhood. You know what's nuts? I read an article while researching for this show, and they said in some communities, 7-Eleven is considered a supermarket. Mm. Mm. I have another one for you. Let me give you this one. In Baltimore, they said 46% of lower-income neighborhoods have limited access to healthy food. 46% compared to 13% in other neighborhoods. And the thing that that makes it clear is the answer is not going to be just from organic and natural markets like Whole Foods, Sprouts, all of that. Part of it, too, is utilizing what we can do in the community and in those neighborhoods. There is a whole movement here in Los Angeles where people are taking their vacant lots. And as a community, as a neighborhood, they are sponsoring vegetable gardens and they're growing their own fruit and they're distributing it to people in the neighborhood. But it takes a collective effort. Are they selling it or are they giving it away? They're giving it away because everybody's What's the address? are in... in <laughs> 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 Give it away, organic food. Plane. We just solved the problem. Go down X amount of Boulevard. Go get your free food. Problem solved, show done. Plane, before Sean gets on a plane and flies out to L.A., I just want to know, is part of the reason that organic food is being challenged in certain communities, is it a case of people not understanding the benefits, ingredients versus cost. Because you can have a grilled chicken sandwich, right, Sean, which has a certain amount of calories. I'll, give, I'll throw it to Sean to pick up from there. You know, Arlington, you're so right. When I, you know, this, this show, all shows are eye-opening for me, but this one was especially eye-opening because, you know, I, I really thought sometimes I'm doing the right thing health-wise, I'm going to the right places health-wise to eat. And when, what opened my eyes is that, you know, you really have to make a conscious effort to get it right because, you know, McDonald's is synonymous with junk food. And, you know, and then there's places like Veggie Grill, which you would think is healthy, is, can be just as junk food as McDonald's. For example, a McDonald's grilled chicken sandwich has 350 calories, 120, 820 milligrams of sodium, and for those that you don't mean, that's salt, and 9 grams of fat. While the Veggie Grill sandwich has 510 calories, more calories, 890 milligrams of sodium, more salt, and 25 grams of fat, more fat, and where you, you wouldn't think that. And I'd be eating this sandwich thinking like I'm doing the best thing in the world for my body. 
Let's go to McDonald's French fries with a veggie grill. You know, the key difference within the, the salt content, content, you know, there's 290 milligrams of salt for the French fries from McDonald's versus 610 milligrams of salt from, you know, the veggie grill French fries, the all healthy French fries. So they're, they're pouring these things with salt that taste good, you know. Yeah. Sean, you know what? That's such a good point because there is junk food that is quote unquote vegetarian. It's still taking a, not throwing veggie girl under the bus, but that's the example we used. Veggie girl veggie is still fast food. Exactly. And exactly. The concept is, and this is where the education piece comes in, the concept is the less processed the better. Exactly. So when you go to that's a what I've fast learned from this. Food, yeah, when you go to fast food, as far as veggie grill and places like that, it's still very processed food to accommodate the American palate that requires a lot of salt and fat. And it's also about knowing the difference between Exactly. Fast Listen, too. the almighty Big Mac, which everybody thinks is the unhealthiest sandwich in the world to eat. Well, let me tell you, my eyes were opened up. That sandwich has 530 no. calories versus the Panera All Healthy Steak Sandwich, which has, um, um, what'd you say? Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> it has 810 well, calories. <laughs> and a Big Mac has less calories than the Panera Mediterranean Sandwich. That was like eye-opening. And right, just right what you said, Leteri, I mean, I'm really about when I'm healthy now, it's like I'm getting as raw as I possibly can. No processed, if I get processed vegetarian food, to me, I might as well eat a Big Mac. Yeah, it's the combination of knowing what healthy fats are. So you could look at something and it could say it could have 15 grams of fat as opposed to 11 grams of fat, but if those additional fat grams are from nuts and proteins uh, and clean oils, then the 15 grams is going to be better for you than 11 grams of saturated fat. Exactly. So what you and Sean are really saying is that you have to pay attention to the labels. It's all about what's in the actual item you're purchasing, whether it's a drink, whether it's a burger, a sandwich, whatever it is. You have to read the label because oftentimes we're getting fooled by the marketing. So we see something that says natural or maybe it will have a palm tree or a carrot on the bottle. And we're like, oh, this is amazing. Or it might even say organic. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. But you really have to read the label because the benefits don't really outweigh the cost. Yeah, I think definitely on the packaging, if it says natural, I wouldn't pay any attention to that. That means nothing. It's a marketing term. But certified organic, certified non-GMO, those are terms that have meaning and are, are warranted by law. Well, there you have it. You don't want to fall into the Quest Love bubble. That guy was a heavy set vegan who had to change everything he did. Now he's slimmed out a little bit and he's reading labels and changed up his lifestyle. Keep it locked. Two black guys with good credit. We're talking the cost of food. This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery located in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com.
The Two Black Guys with a Good Credit podcast is produced by Matt Smith and Arlington Forbes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.